Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. We are back with another brand, brand new episode. Um, Thank you again for all your patience as we took a little break. Um, As you guys know, Tiffany is still um, uh, very uh, on a well-deserved break while she is um, taking time that she needs to heal. And thank you guys again for your outpouring of support for her. We love y'all so much. Um, I did see her for a little bit last week and she says hello. Um, and wants everyone to know that she appreciates all the love and support. But I am not here alone because that would be weird. I can't <laughs> just talk to myself. I am joined by the one and only Chris Browning from Popcorn Finance. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited to be back here joining you again. Your second time on the show, right? It, it is. It is. It was such a great time. I was happy I got the email to come back again. Oh, well, thank you for joining us. I'm really excited to talk to you because I feel like, when did we last talk? Last summer. And it was when I was just at the beginning of my baby entrepreneur journey. But you have been, and we're both, we both shared this past of being like nine to five entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. where we had our full-time jobs and then we were doing our thing on the side. For you, that's been, well, now you have two podcasts now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I'm like, how many am I doing? But yeah, but two right now. Yeah, <laughs> gotta have two. I mean, at a minimum, popcorn finance, and then your second one is this is awkward, right? Yes, yes. That's my life story in one podcast title. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to make this show. I had I had our our mutual friend Jamila Souffrant from Journey to Launch on last week's show, and if you guys missed it, Jamila and I talked all about 2022 goal getting and goal setting, mm-hmm. how to actually set realistic goals, and one of my favorite things that Jamila and I talked about was her concept of goal fuel. So how do you actually, what's the fuel in your tank that you're actually going to need to accomplish your goals? So check that episode out. But Chris, what I want to talk to you about is where where is Chris Browning Inc. at right now and going into 2022? And then I'll share with you guys an update on Mandy Money Inc. and where I'm going in 2022. So I'm, I'm putting you in the hot seat first. <laughs> where, are you still nine to five preneuring? What's going on? <sighs> So actually, funny enough, this as we're talking, this is day two of the first week of me transitioning away from my day job. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, so I've been I've been working this job as a financial analyst for close to four years now, and yeah. uh, been running the podcast behind the scenes, all that stuff for almost five years. And so it's been a lot of you know, like you said, you know, trying to juggle the day job responsibilities and I'll try to build something on my own. And uh, I finally got to a point where I was able to say, okay, you know, I've saved up enough money. I had some opportunities come up this year. Uh, I think it's a good time to to give it a try and transition. I was like, well, if I don't try it now, when will I ever try it? 
And uh, so, yeah, yeah. I, right now what I'm doing is I'm transitioning to part time. So I'm just working a couple of days a week at my day job because uh, I do like this huge like annual budget process with them. And so uh, I actually like the people I work with. I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll help you. I'll try instead of just quitting and leaving. I'll, I'll slowly kind of fade away out <laughs> into the distance. Yeah. So I'm uh, just working a couple of days a week. And then uh, probably sometime between now and June, I'll completely transition away and go full time with all the uh, podcast and media stuff. I love that because I don't think a lot of people would think they could ask to go part time at a full time job. It's yeah. like for some people, it's just, you know, isn't isn't it all or nothing when it comes to your to your job? Tell me, did and I forget now, did your colleagues know about popcorn finance? Did they know you had this alter ego business empire you were starting? Yeah, you know, they eventually found out because it got so weird, got, got so awkward, me kind of hiding the fact that I was doing this. I didn't really want anyone to know. I was like, you know, I want to keep this separate. These are two different lives. This is work. This the other side is the podcast stuff. They don't need to know about each other. Uh, yeah. But when I would need to take time off, you know, because I was I, I knew my boss well, you know, we're, we, we, we have a friendship now. It's like she's like, so what are you doing? You know, hey, where, where are you heading out, heading out to it? I didn't want, I felt bad, like just constantly lying. I don't want to be like, oh, you know, just going on a trip with some friends. You know, I'll be back in a week. And so eventually I told her and she was super supportive of it. Like she she began mm-hmm. telling everyone else at the office about the work I did and said, oh, you guys should really check this out. So, you know, at this point now, pretty much everyone I work with knows uh, what I do. Uh, so it was it didn't come to surprise to them when I when I eventually said I'm going to transition away. They kind of they kind of saw it coming. What were you doing on those vacations? Were you taking like podcast vacations <laughs> where you would go work on the show? I would be going like to conferences. So I'd go to conferences. Oh, okay. um, I think the most the recent time I went to like uh, an award ceremony and it was just mm-hmm. like it was just too awkward not to tell them because I would probably post something online and they were going to see it. So I just started just yeah. being like honest. Say, hey, yeah, this is what I'm up to. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I had no idea you were even <laughs> you were doing this type of stuff. Yeah, I feel like and, you know, in my with, among my coaching clients, there's several women I've talked to who have their side hustles and they haven't told their jobs. And sometimes like there was one in particular, I was like, put that on LinkedIn. You know, those <laughs> are she was trying to pivot to a different industry, an industry that was in line with her side hustle. And I was like, put that ish on LinkedIn, because, you know, I understand the the honestly, I think a, a big part of it was just wanting to have some privacy, you know, yeah. just wanting to have something that's your own and you don't want your coworker BS. Unfortunately, not everyone has amazing colleagues like it sounds like you've had and I've had. Um, but I've I, I'm almost like you're holding you're withholding such a cool, fun fact about yourself that I feel like sets you apart in job interviews and also can even help give you a talking point, like give something to talk about during a job interview besides like the day-to-day stuff that adds some personality. It shows that you are a self-starter, you know mm. what I mean? So um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you finally came clean uh, <laughs> with your, that's like when one of my, one of my editors one time finally revealed to me that he was going to Comic-Con and he was just like, he was huge into like, cosplay and when i found it gave us something to talk about because before that our conversations were so dry like it wasn't really much to talk about but i was like i don't know much about comic-con but i would love to hear about like what you're up to um any anywho yeah okay I wish I would. I wish I would have told my coworker sooner, you know, because like you said, it gives you something to talk about instead of just saying, how was your weekend? Did you see your family? I saw my family. Yeah. Great. See you later. It, I actually have, you know, I'll give a shout out. I have two coworkers, who, Mandy, who love your podcast, uh, Jackie and oh, Vanetta. Man. They found out about me podcasting because of the last time I was on on your podcast. And they were like, do you do podcasting? Because I think I heard your voice That's on Brown it. Ambition. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, so Brown Ambition, we outed you. We yeah, you did. So, so thanks. You, you, you spread it out a little bit further for me. That let a few more people know <laughs> what I did. We have some reach, Chris. I don't know. Like we ha- we do have a bit of a reach. If you thought you were going to remain anonymous coming on Brown Ambition. <laughs> Chances are, if you work in an office with black women, Brown Ambition is somewhere. We're somewhere, okay? Somewhere. Um, that's awesome. And I feel like Vanita sounds very familiar anyway. Um, so talk to me about, so I'm very, very excited you first and foremost. So you've asked to go part-time, very generous of you. But it sounds like you had like a financial goal in mind before you were going to step away. How did you decide how much money were you, like, what was your version of, I have financial security, I can step away from you know, how did you determine that number? I mean, I'm, I am super risk averse. Like I, I am one of those people who's like, everything makes me nervous. I like, I need to prepare for <laughs> A, B, C, D, E. I need a plan for everything because I don't want to be stuck in like a tough position. Cause you know, I was, I was broke. I had a bunch of credit card debt when I was younger. So I, I have all those emotions of, I don't want to be back in that place again. Uh, so I had like a six month emergency fund built up just from, you know, in general, just to have there while I was working. And so for okay. me, the, the first step was even before I was sure I was going to make the step to kind of do my own thing, I was like, all right, I'm going to bump this up to a year. So that was my goal. Pretty, mo- pretty much most of 2021, it was spent saving as much as I could to get that emergency fund up to a year. So that was my, my step one. That gave me a little cushion to feel a little mm-hmm. bit more comfortable that if things just completely fell apart, you know, these the fears in the back of my mind, like if, if all of a sudden every opportunity dries up and I'm like, I got to crawl back and go find another job. It gave, it gave <laughs> me some breathing room to feel safe and then however yeah. long it took me to get another job. So that was uh, that was step one. And then um, what really pushed me over the edge was an opportunity came along. Um, it, it hasn't been announced yet, but I think I'm OK to talk about it. Uh, OK, so I, I'm going to be working. I love for, a little tea. <laughs> I'm working for a credit union doing like all of their educational materials. So I'm going to be doing like um, video series, some writing uh, about personal finance, about, you know, teaching all the stuff I already talked about on the podcast. And awesome. so they, re- they just reached out to me. They had seen some of my other work. Uh, they liked what I did. They reached out to me. And that was really the, the, the little push I needed to go mm-hmm. ahead and say, all right, Chris, you can, you can do this. It'll work out. Here's, here's yes. your, here's your sign to give us a try. And, and that gave me that, that final thing I needed to step out and give us a, a, a try on my own. Yeah. And I also feel like a, a part of your emergency fund, people don't think about this, is your skills as a, like through your job as a financial mm. analyst. Like that is a part of your emergency kit too, that when you leave and you step away, it doesn't, it doesn't like immediately erase all of your job experience. So yes. that's, a lever you can pull in the future and it sounds like you're not burning bridges at all so you know if those colleagues would probably be happy to have you back i don't think that's going to happen but you know what i'm saying it's nice to know people still want to work with you exactly the the credit union how is that a contract do you have like a six month or a year you know deal where you have like okay i've got like some guaranteed income from this partnership coming through 2022 yeah, so for them, uh, I'm hoping it'll be a long-term relationship. It feels like I, I've, I've really liked working with them so far, and it feels like this is going to be a long-term thing. So I know at least we have a, a couple of years of working together at minimum uh, oh, okay. to where I have, you know, I, I know I have a partner I can work with and, uh, you know, have, have something, a nice project to work on for, for a while. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, I'm so it, happy it, for it you, was one of those things that just came out of nowhere, and I was like, I did not foresee this happening, but I'm very excited that it did. That's what me and Jamila were talking about last week. It feels like it comes out of nowhere. But you know, you've been planting these seeds for five years doing popcorn finance, you know, there's small seeds. And I think we both kind of talked about, you know, even right now, there may be conversations in rooms happening with decision makers. And they're talking about Mandy, or they're talking about Chris, 
Um, I love this podcast. I love her podcast. And that is the magic of what we do a little bit. It's like you you do the work and you trust that yes. fruits will come. You know what I mean? So I don't think it was anything that just happened randomly. It was, you know, five years of Chris side hustling <laughs> and sneaking around <laughs> behind his <laughs> colleagues back. Yeah, um, I mean, you're so right. Like you don't even you don't think about the fact that you're just putting in work like you're doing something that you're putting your all into. Like you find yourself putting more into it than you do in your day job just because it's something you built yourself. And mm -hmm. oftentimes that's like the best marketing is you doing an excellent job uh, at the work that you love and, and put, put your all into. Yeah. And I feel like in the past year, I mean, the pandemic was wild. Um, yeah. And I had a, I had a newborn on top of that. And one of my it was like an unofficial resolution for 2021 was to like actually connect with more of my peers in podcasting. And it's been so rewarding, you know, because right now it's I feel like now that I'm a full time entrepreneur, I don't have the colleagues to catch up with or kiki, you know, in the office <laughs> or in the slack. Yeah. So I've almost made you guys my coworkers. And I'm like, I want to hear about, you know, your wins and and catch up with my colleagues. That's how I feel like. Um, so it's really, really fun to see you guys and see all the success that y'all are having. It's also inspirational. Um, and I, I feel like as business owners too, one of the, um, one of my, one of the things I want to move away from is the sense that I can't talk to my, my peers. We're competing, you know, mm. there's, yes. there's not enough for everybody. Like that scarcity mindset. I just like repeat this mantra that. There is so much, there is so much meat on the bone. There's plenty for Chris. There's plenty for Jamila, plenty for Tiffany, plenty for me. Like we're all out here. There's, there's, there's so much, there's an abundance of opportunities. Um, and by opening myself up to that mindset, it's helped me build these relationships with you guys that um, I think will only help my business, you know, oh, give yeah. me, I, I can, I feel like I can, I feel like I can. Do I, have your, I can text you whenever I have a, if I have a question or something pops up, you know, um, and that to me is really valuable. And I do hear from my coaching clients in general, just sometimes there's this like loneliness or isolation that's like self-inflicted, you know? Yeah, there, there really is because you kind of feel like I'm, I'm on my own, I'm doing my own thing and mm -hmm. I can't talk to these other people because, you know, I don't want to, you know, give away my ideas or, or I think I'm, try I'm trying to steal <laughs> their ideas and. But, you know, it's yeah. it's working together. Like, it was so it's like very convenient. I mean, convenience not the right word, but <clears throat> the fact that you had Jamila on, because she helped me so much in the start of my journey. She mm. was my first guest I ever had on the podcast. And she reached out to me. I was like, hey, there's a conference, the podcast conference going on. And I know you live like very close to this area. Do you want to come by and, and check it out? I can introduce you to some people and her just taking the time to reach out and make those connections and, and be a kind person uh, when she didn't have to be really led to me getting deeper into podcasting and the opportunities I have now. And if she wouldn't have done that, if she was just like, oh, I'm just going to stay to myself. I, who knows? I probably would just be still, you know, on the same path to, you know, I'd have a nice job, but not doing what I really enjoy. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. 
Insure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. Well, let's talk about the real, like the reality of having a business. I mean, you've, you've had popcorn finance for five years now, but has your, what sort of like, oh, I'm a business owner epiphanies. (laughs) Have you had like, I, for me, my big one was last week. I had a call with an, a real business accountant, um, someone who's done taxes for Brown Ambition for a while, but I was like, no, I need a real like sit down with me and let's get my stuff in order. Mm. Um, and you know, I got my first quarterly tax bill and I'm opening my first solo 401k. What I'm, I'm such a baby, you know, entrepreneur in this way. Um, have you had any of those moments for yourself lately as you've transitioned? Oh yeah. You know, especially cause we talk about finance so much. It's so weird to then step into another world of finance that I don't really know as much about. And I'm like sitting there asking all the questions because I'm like, you know, if, if I was just, you know, setting up my own stuff, I'm fine. But now all of a sudden I got to be worried about the IRS and different business structures and how am I going to do my retirement going forward? And oh, same thing as you. I, I have an appointment coming up with an accountant and um, they already sent me. She already sent me over a bunch of details I've been reading through. And I'm just like, the, it, it kind of hits you. You're like, oh, man, this is a whole other world I need to learn and be mindful of. And there's a lot of questions I need to answer for myself. And it, mm-hmm. it does get a little bit overwhelming. And it does get me back to that point where I remember when I started my just personal finance journey, just learning and trying to fix my own mistakes. It has it's a similar feelings of like overwhelm and this is, am I doing the right thing? Am I talking to the right person? Like all these, all these fears and, and, and the, the doubt about all these changes started to pop up again. And uh, I, if, it's a lot to get over again. It's a lot to experience this, these feelings again. Uh, and I'm, I'm right with you because I feel like we're kind of on a similar like transitional phase uh, right mm-hmm. now. And it's, it's, it's a lot to think about. Yeah, it's funny because I, I knew the corporate world so well and how to navigate through it. I mean, I, I know everything about employee benefits and how to get every last red cent I could possibly get out of, <laughs> out of an employer. But now I'm the boss and I'm like, wait. So when I, I officially went um, independent last May slash June, and I just kind of forgot about retirement savings. <laughs> like, I just because I'm so used to it being a part of my, you know, automatic and I had money coming in through my business. And I, um, I'm just so grateful that I was able to. Um, so my first this may not this may be peanuts, but I'm just going to say it in my first six, seven months of business, I made $55,000 at hey, the end of 2021. Congratulations. Which is 
thank you very much, which is one, which is a fraction of what I was making, you know, full-time corporate, but you know, it was all me. And, um, but I, I, yeah, I didn't save. I didn't invest through for my business revenue. I just, I kind of froze because I, I knew that I had to figure things out. I knew there were taxes I needed to do. I knew I needed to like, I kind of, I picked my, you know, single member LLC structure and all of that, but I was just afraid to even pay myself or spend money um, that I was earning. So I just like left it. Um, and I kind of did the deer in headlights thing until yeah. I finally over the Christmas holiday you know, was fig trying to figure out who I want. I, I interviewed an accountant. I didn't like them very much. Um, didn't really get a good vibe. So I finally, you know, went to the the person who I know who's done Brown Ambitions taxes. Um, and he was wonderful. And thank goodness he took me on as a client at the end of the year. And and I was like, okay, this has been cute for seven months, but I have been living off of my personal savings. And with a mortgage and daycare, it doesn't last, you know, a ton of time. No. Um, so for 2022, my first goal is to continue earning money, obviously, but start paying myself um, so that I'm not depleting my savings anymore. Um, and actually be I'm opening a solo 401k, which is a part of Vanguard.com I didn't even know existed. <laughs> that business world, <laughs> the guy over on the side yes. there. I was like, you can do that through Vanguard? You can? And my accountant was like, yeah just go so and you can do it anywhere um what's what's have you been investing like have you set up your you know retirement fund as a as a business owner yet or are you still working on that stuff that's next on the list so because i'm still part-time employed i still have access to my work retirement plan so i'm still using that uh but yeah. then when I speak to my accountant, I'm like, all right, you know, but she said, she already sent me like a ton of stuff. So I've been listening to like podcasts. I've been reading documents so I can decide, okay, what type of a plan I want to set up? How does this work? What are the things I need to look out for for down the road? Uh, so uh, hopefully, and by the end of this month, I'll have something set up to, to carry me into the business world. Yeah. Um, I want to put my, and yeah, I, I realized too, I don't know if you've had this. So before I started my business, um, you know, Brown Ambition was just, it's just been our side job for so long. We didn't, Tiffany and I weren't really treating it as a, I mean, we were treating it as a business, but we weren't like taking any money from the show. We've just all been putting it back into the show, you know? So this was the first time I've never taken a salary. Neither of us has from Brown Ambition. We've just kind of earned it and put it aside for whatever. We should probably have a business strategy meeting anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but for, for Mandy Money, you know, this is my, this is, I'm going to be, continue to be a breadwinner in my household. So um, I, I need to be saving and investing. Um, so that is, I, I have set my goals for this year of what I want to save per month. But now it's the funny part of like, oh, now I got to go get the money. And yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and how do I have, I, I already have to like, well, you you're in a you're in a comfy position because you've got a year's worth of savings, right? Yeah. Um. So you don't have like are you living off that savings or are you taking a draw from your business earnings right now? So I just started taking a draw from my business earnings. So I, I, I literally just transitioned this month to paying myself from the business versus from my day job. Uh, so okay. now this is the first time I've had to set that up and say, OK, how do I pull this out and what do I, do I move this to another account? How does this all work? So I'm kind of learning uh, as I go this month. Wait, how does it work? Tell me because I'm are you an S Corp now? No, so I'm still sole proprietor. Uh, okay. I'm considering making the change. I've been reading up on like the benefits of an S Corp and how you treat, basically you become an employee of your own company. 
Uh, so I'm thinking yeah. about that, but I was like, all right, let me just, I, was like, I had so much on my plate. I was like, let me just figure out how to just get through January. Uh, so yeah, so yeah. now basically it's just, it's called like an owner's draw is the, I guess the accountant's way of uh, referring to it. And it's basically where owners just drawing income out of the business. So it just, it's literally just a transfer from one account to another, just so I can keep everything separate. So from my business account into a personal account. Yeah, I do use QuickBooks. Same. I at least have that. You have same. Yeah. Um, and I got a bookkeeper. Do you have a bookkeeper? Ooh. I don't. I'm my own bookkeeper currently. <laughs> oh, well, I guess you would be because you're like a financial analyst or whatever. Um, I don't like it. I'm just doing it. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I knew enough to at least get the QuickBooks set up. And but when it came time for the end of the year, the accountant was like, have your books been reconciled? And I was like, were they arguing? <laughs> like, <laughs> is there beef? Like, <laughs> Are they upset at me? I don't. What? <laughs> and so I went into QuickBooks and I found the reconcile button. And then everything was just like, I was like, um, I need help. So um, I found a, a actually the bookkeeper works exact works with my accountant um, and she's wonderful. And um, anyway, I had to get my books reconciled. And that that felt really good because through getting the bookkeeping, that's when the accounting can happen, because the bookkeeping yes. is like a record of all your money that you've earned all the money you've spent by category um, and it felt good to have other eyes on it and that was like 500 bucks I think for for her to catch up on everything for her to catch up on seven months of my business being just run higgledy-piggledy you know <laughs> but it's just out there um, exactly and I mean, $500 it sounds like a lot of money but the, the thought of going through a like seven months worth of transactions and cleaning up yourself that's money well, that's well worth it <laughs> It's just going to take one IRS audit for me to them to find me out. Like she doesn't know what she's doing. Um, and yeah, and I, I have been audited. I was, we got an audit last year um, or just recently for 2020 from the IRS. Um, Cause I had like cashed in some stock from my company and it wasn't recorded properly. And I was like, I don't want, they sent me a $27,000 bill in the mail. This, oh, is a, no. this is a tangent. And I was like, this can't, I was like, calm, be calm. My husband's not calm. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> ended up being a clerical error, but I was like, never again. So yeah, those expenses, the bookkeeping, the accountant, you know, that for me, a hundred percent worth it because it means peace of mind and it means no IRS, you know, knocking at my door, sending me scary letters in the mail. Exactly. That's like the worst feeling. Anything from the IRS. I remember one time they just sent me a notice. It wasn't even like a bill and I freaked out. I was like, before I even opened it, I just saw IR, I saw Internal Revenue Service at the top and I was like, oh man, here it comes. Yeah. I knew it was only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. You know how fast you're, it's, or how, how long it takes to get your refund each year? Yeah. You know, you file your taxes then it's like, what, six to eight weeks before you get money? Um, maybe faster if you do uh, direct deposit. But I will tell you, I paid my estimated tax for twenty the Q4 of 2021 last night. I got an alert today, incoming uh, debit from your account, ma'am. I said, they sure will come and snatch this money very fast. Yeah, like all um, of a sudden their banking system knows how to work real efficiently right now, huh? Yeah, it seems like there isn't an employee shortage at the IRS. They're doing just fine. <laughs> yeah, um, the smart thing I did, I, I didn't pay Technically, I should. Have you been paying quarterly taxes from Popcorn Finance? Uh, I mean, I don't know if I should business? say on the on your very popular podcast whether or not I'm paying <laughs> quarterly taxes. <laughs> Wait, is there an audience here? Okay, well, I'll just reveal. I'll just reveal because I paid my little penalty. I knew I missed the Q3 deadline, but I was like, I haven't made that much money. Do I need to pay? Um, yeah, I have like I had a little like two hundred dollar late fee for not paying. But anyway, 
um, at least I was smart enough to know I would owe taxes. So I told myself one third of your earnings don't exist. Like just don't mm. touch them. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I was able to cover my first tax bill was $8,000 and already I know so many things I'm going to do differently. Um, I'm glad I only had half of a year of yeah. nonsense before I, but my accountant <laughs> taught me things like, cause I thought, for example, I go on, I do media appearances. I thought I could expense or count my makeup as a business expense. He's like, no, you can't count your makeup. You can count a makeup artist. Really? And he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, you can't, it has to be unique to the the specific appearance that you're doing like the actual spending i forget mm. what kind of lingo he used and he was like you can't use you can't classify buying outfits for um media appearances as a business expense but you can rent the runway and use and count the rental as a business expense and i was like oh okay I need to write, where's my pen i need to write some of this down yeah this is an <laughs> ish they don't teach you you know what i mean no so and, um, you know, we did the calculating what size my Zen Den is, my office as a percentage of my home, because you can deduct. There's just so many ways to deduct expenses when you are a business owner. And that's what excites me. I, I'm not turning into a Republican, I promise. But <laughs> hey, hey, man, I'm just trying to say the Trump tax plan was pretty good <laughs> for, for business owners. Don't quote me on that. But I'm just <laughs> It's a couple things. It's a couple nice things as a as a business owner that I am discovering. <laughs> you know, it oh, opens man. up a whole new world. You know, you hear people. You know, as an employee, I hear people complain about you know all the taxes, and I'm like, well, I'm not paying that much taxes. What are you talking about? Y'all just need to pay your fair share, and then, then you can become yeah. a business owner. You're like, well, you know, it is. I did read about this, and there is this loophole. And well, I mean, it's there. I might as well use it if it's going to be there. Mm -hmm. All these other people are using it. I might as well too. Yeah, I mean, just look at the solo 401k. When you think about your annual contribution to your company 401k, it's what is it, 19,500 or two, or maybe it's 20,000 now for 2022. They mm. always like ratchet it up a little bit. But with a solo 401k, because I'm a I'm I'm an S corp or I will be when I refile soon, um, I can contribute that amount, but I can also match it as an employer. So I can match my contribution because I'm a good boss and I have <laughs> great benefits. And I can contribute up to like $57,000 pre-tax if I wanted to. I mm. think that's accurate. Don't quote me on that. That's why I have an accountant. <laughs> but the potential is, you know, there and that can really limit my taxable income for the year. So I'm like, bet I how what can I do? There's things even my accountant was like, this is why everyone buys a car for the business at the end of tax year. I'm like, I don't need another car, but I may need some equipment or huh. some software conference fees toward the end of the year that I, yeah. if I had done that, I would have paid even less in taxes, you know? Yeah. I thought you were about to announce uh, Tesla number two right here on the podcast. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and if people are like, where's baby number two? My husband's like, where's Tesla number two? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. But then that, that sounds more exciting. Tesla number two versus baby number two, I feel like. Yeah, it would be nice. We, we're, we're a one car household and, you know, we're making it, it's fine. We can do it because I work from home anyway, but, um, we will eventually get a second car, but I feel like as far as family goals, you know, um, financial goals, you know, a vacation, I want to take a big vacation and um, yeah, a second car would be great. Um, I, I feel a little bit like, let me get a full year of my business under my belt. Now I'm approaching mm -hmm. a new year. I just launched 
the Mandy Moneymaker cohort program. I'm very excited about that. Who knows what opportunities are coming for me in 2022, but I I do feel like I'm in this squirrel away your um, yep. revenue mode. Like yep. I'm afraid to spend anything I earn. <laughs> you know, that's my mindset right now. It's just earn, 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 and don't burn, burn, burn. Yeah, I mean, I completely understand it. And I mean, it's, it's good to hear you say that because when I see what you're doing and I feel like you're very successful and I see you, I see you on Dr. Phil, I see you on Yahoo, <laughs> I see you everywhere. And I'm like, oh, of course you're, you're successful. This is going to go great. But I, but even though as great as you're doing and how great of a year it looks like 2021 was for you, at least on the business side of things, mm-hmm. we count, you know, the pandemic and all the other stuff out of here. Uh, you still have those feelings, right? You still, you still can't shake that. Well, I need to make sure everything's okay and I need to secure this and I need to test this out and see how it goes before I start getting too wild with my spending. It's like those feelings are still there no matter how, how great you do. Yeah. And money is coming and I'm doing well, like financially, but will it last forever? Everything is so dependent on me continuing to deliver and tweak my business model and tweak my offerings. And, um, but it's that sense of, I I did get a little bit of anxiety heading into the new year because this is when I first launched my business, launched my business, when I went solo um, in the summer, the bulk of my earnings was from consulting work, mm-hmm. consulting in my previous industry, which was content marketing. And that was the bulk for the first three to four months of my being independent. You know, I wasn't at the time selling career coaching. I was doing it for free for fun because I was just like, let me see if I can do this. And I wasn't, I did have a couple of freelance opportunities as a writer, but yeah, so that was the bulk. And so for me, my first goal of 2022 was let's bring all the money back to me so that I'm kind of controlling it. So it's coming from products and services that I'm creating and not from a client of mine, you know? And I also wasn't having a ton of fun doing content marketing consulting. (laughs) I can make a lot of money at it, but it wasn't fun for me. Um, So I'm really proud I'm I'm heading in that direction, but now it's, it's keeping that momentum going. Like I had a great first six months, so, but there's, there's that anxiety, the pangs of anxiety of, maintaining it you know not just maintaining it but doing more 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 um yes how do you deal with that do you what are your what are you anxious about if anything it's okay to talk about it i think (laughs) it's a safe space oh well thank you i I feel safe i feel safe (laughs) talking with you uh you know for one thing therapy therapy Mm -hmm. is something that i added into my life last year and uh, i had never done I had never done solo therapy. My wife and I, we had done couples therapy before because, you know, everybody got, everybody has problems. So, (laughs) and, uh, but I'd never done it by myself and it's a very vulnerable thing. And I think too, for men, we just grew up not talking about problems. Like you just don't, you don't talk about that. Your friends, I get, I can count on my hand the number of times I've had a deep emotional conversation with one of my male (laughs) friends. It's, it does not happen very often. So you're just, just video game playing. Yeah, it's like oh, <laughs> you just you channel all that all that uh, sadness and anxiety into video games. Uh, but it, it it was it's so nice to have uh, like an outlet where you can go and voice those the anxiety and the stress and the fears you have. And sometimes it's just saying it out loud is enough to hear it and say, oh, well, that doesn't really make any sense. That was just all in my head. And then those that don't go away from saying that, you have someone to bounce it off of and have them kind of walk you through it and break down maybe why it is you feel these insecurities. Why is it that you have this fear? And uh, I think for that, that's probably been the number one thing that's helped me uh, through this. Just went last night 
and uh, talked about some of my stress that I'm already having with, you know, the, the first month of making this transition. I think that was like the biggest yeah. key for me was, was making that transition to uh, doing some therapy. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I can't talk about therapy enough in terms of, you know, you want to talk about an emergency fund. For me, therapy is my mental health emergency fund. It's yes. like... You may not need it. I, I go, I, I finally started going bi-weekly. I'd been going weekly for two years. Um, and for me, it's like, I may not need it, but I knew when I needed it, at least I would have it. You know, I'd have that yeah. Thursday call and I wouldn't have to go find someone or I wouldn't have to go through a tough time by myself. And it's been such a worthy investment. I'm so, so glad that you mentioned that. Um, one thing that I added on top of regular talk therapy is I um, started working with a business coach in the end of November, early December, just had an initial phone call, really enjoyed it. And for me, it's almost like a business therapy session mm, in yeah. a way, because in talk therapy, of course, there's, um, you know, all the, the personal familial kind of um, challenges that you have as a human being. I, I've come to really value the time with my business coach because she really gets it like, gets this particular anxieties. I'm not trying to give you one more thing to tack on, but I'm just saying, <laughs> um, especially for me as I'm going moving pretty quickly, having that, um, I just met with her today for a session and it's, some of it was just me saying out loud, um, I had a, I had like a little freak out over the holidays, but I'm better now <laughs> <laughs> and I'm ready to, to move forward. Yeah. I'm going to have to add that to my list. I, 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 you're not the first person to tell me about the the benefits and the, the joy of having a business coach. And I know I Berna like, loves her business coach. Yes. She was one of the people who told me about, about her business coach. And I'm like, yes. I, that does sound really nice. <laughs> it's it's useful. You know, I'm only a few sessions in. I have yet to like 100% endorse it. But so far, so useful. At least someone to just like cheer you on. You know what I mean? But yeah. also these, like, I feel like I could also call you up and we could have like, even if you just like, that's what I'm saying, like pulling these levers of having colleagues and peers in our space. I haven't actually called you guys up, but why don't I call you up once in a while? Like, hey, Chris, I'm freaking out about this. What did you do? <laughs> you know, like we can do that. I think that yeah. that's a really beautiful thing about building these interpersonal, you know, friendships and relationships with. And I think for anyone listening, if you're thinking about launching a business or you're already doing your side hustle, you're wanting to transition. It's who do you know who's in the same headspace you are doing the yep. thing, you know, um, and who gets it and leaning on them and reaching out to them um, for that support. It's really powerful. Yeah, it really is. I think it does take being a little vulnerable. And I think that's why sometimes it's hard to do to say to, mm -hmm. say to someone else. Hey, I'm I'm really freaking out because you you know I don't know for me I, I kind of want to have that I want to have that put together appearance like oh yeah Chris is calm he's he's he, he's got this or in the inside I'm just like freaking out and you know it's hard to <laughs> to let that out and let people see oh hey you know they're struggling because the thing oh, is please. they're probably struggling too right <laughs> please yeah go on I went on Doctor <laughs> Phil once I don't have it made in the shade like come on um and even that was so random it's the it's the those are that's like the little sprinkles you know but like baking the cake and the foundation you know that stuff is that's the grunt work yeah. it's the fact that we wake up in the morning we go to our desks and we create business for ourselves from scratch you know that takes guts and it takes and it's not easy not every day you're not motivated you know no, not to at do all. it um yeah. 
I'm not, I, I don't take myself seriously at all. I will, I, <laughs> I just don't have time for it. Like why pretend? It takes too much energy to pretend to have it all together, you know? It really does. I was like, I don't, I don't got the energy to, to, to fake <laughs> that I'm, I'm doing amazing <laughs> every single day. I was yeah. just, it's just too much. You're going to break down. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to, I'm struggling to, on top of my business goals, I want to lose 50 pounds this year. And I'm like, I'm, I'm right there. Like, do I need Weight Watchers? What do I need? I'm following people on TikTok. Like, you know. <laughs> Plus a baby, like, come on. It's just plus a pandemic. Like we're oh, man. You know, going I just back saw someone bit. last night. They said that I think they did like a survey of, of the generations and their weight gain. I think us, the millennial age range, it's about, they said 41 pounds was the average weight gain for people who responded to the survey. Oh, my God. That makes me feel so much better. Right? Uh. Now, <laughs> Cause I am the yes. heaviest I've ever been. 40 pound club. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yes. And it's, I'm glad. Thank goodness. Because I, man, it was, I could blame the baby, but it wasn't the baby. It was the pandemic and being on, on, being a business owner. I only make money if my butt's in this chair most of the time. I mean, hopefully that'll change. (laughs) Um, Yes. So baked into my 2022 goals is like that self-care element. And I only, I, I, I was driving yesterday and I was like, man, I really want to like take a walk in the morning. But my first call of the day is always at nine o'clock right after daycare drop off. I don't have time. And then I was like, why don't you ask your boss to like move your calls in the morning? And I'm like, but I'm the boss. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Why am I creating a like I was I realized I was creating a rigid nine to five schedule for myself. And isn't that why we left that world exactly but it's hard not you to right that's what we know that's what we know that that routine exactly so that's one thing i am starting i'm a little bit but i have i've already kind of let january get away but i am i have to make the time for that physical moving um yeah because it's just not gonna happen i mean i'm looking at my peloton right there she's not calling to me in any particular way like to get like, you know but, you, you caused me to look in the corner at my peloton that's sitting over there with a nice you know <laughs> six month layer of dust that i've <laughs> let accumulate on it six months no i started it's with bad. five i started with 10 minute rides got me back in got me on I the need, saddle i need to do it i needed to say just just that's the thing it's like you know you can do it it's just and you know mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be forever but it's just the mental hurdle you have to get over just to make that one step to walk over there and do whatever even just go outside and go for a walk you just have to get yourself to do it and once you do it it's like oh that's not that yes. bad but it has to it, but uh, it, it's like we need that energy for the businesses that we're creating yeah. i'm with you i am i'm on the 40 plus pound team that's how much i've gained in the pandemic and i really want to just for myself you know it's not even about losing that number of pounds. My goal is 50 for the year. And so if you want to start some kind of like podcast, business owner, weight loss club, like whatever accountability partner, you know, I got you. Yeah, I think I need <laughs> the accountability because it's clearly not working for me on my own. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that you can expense your business snacks? You can count it as a business expense. <laughs> See, I don't need that's information I didn't need to know. <laughs> don't come to me for your shoddy business tax advice. It's just things I heard on the street, Chris. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't want to take all these tips and then I'm the one getting IRS letters in, in a few weeks. Okay. <laughs> just don't tell them that Mandy Money told you. Yeah, that's Mandy Money Media LLC. Yes. Tax number, ID number, blah, 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 blah. I could talk to you all day about this.
And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what, I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Hey, hey, BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. we are back I feel like people will listen to this and if you're like what what kind of words do you have for someone who's in their nine to five job right now they're maybe listening to this feeling inspired about their side business um you got there five years in from popcorn finance starting where you are now transitioning out um what yeah what what kind of advice would you have would you give them if they feel like oh I'm gonna be doing this like juggling act forever and never really go mm. fully independent oh I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough feeling. It's one of those things where I kind of thought for a while, like, am I going to transition? Am I going to be just, this is just always going to be a side thing. And I would say for one, make sure the thing you're doing on the side, that, that it also is bringing you some type of joy. I think it's so hard to work something on the side in addition to a day job that's maybe draining you to so then come home and do something that's also sucking all of the life out of you and joy, <laughs> the little bit of joy you've left yourself that's, that's taking it as well. Uh, so finding something, finding some way to enjoy what you're doing on the side as well, because I think that helps with your ability to keep it going because it's not going to be overnight. You know, there's those people on TikTok who somehow, you know, they spent five minutes after work one day and now they got $12 million. You know, I'm sure they're lying, but there's, <laughs> there's those stories which really don't crypto happen. Crypto bro, crypto. <laughs> bro, <laughs> I, I took all my kids' uh, college money and daycare money and threw it into Bitcoin and now look at me. Uh, but, you know, those stories really aren't the norm at all. Uh, it's going to take a while. It's a journey. So you have to be mm-hmm. kind to yourself in that journey and find ways to enjoy it. And uh, like you were saying, Mandy, like connect with people around you. I think that was one of the biggest things that helped me was talking to other people who are doing something similar 
And instead of seeing them as competition, seeing them as people I could, they're, they're my new coworkers. These are the people I want to grow and learn with. And so finding that network of people, uh, just going online, you can go to different, you know, what I mean, I don't know. People, I don't know people use Facebook anymore, but there's, there's Facebook groups. Uh, you know, there's all these other online communities that pop up. Uh, there's conferences that probably are virtual right now, but there's ways to connect with other people who are doing something similar to you. And that's going to be so helpful in moving forward, growing, learning, and not just kind of staying in the spot where you are. So I think that's the biggest thing for me is finding some joy in the work that I was doing uh, that gave me some hope for some things I can look forward to later on. Uh, and then also connecting yeah. with other people who, who can I who I can grow with and learn from and also, you know, tell my stress to and 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 get a little bit of release. Yeah. I mean, my heart goes out to nine to five preneurs. I mean, that yeah. was me for so long. And all I can say is don't just remember that you are a business owner, even if you're a if even if you're not a nine to five business owner, you are a five to ten business owner, you know, you are out there juggling and found something that brings you income, but also passion, and you are turning that into a business. I mean, just having faith and not being afraid to say the words out loud. Sometimes mm. what holds us back from connecting with people is like, but am I on their level? Am I a, am I an XYZ? Am I really like, can I call myself that, you know, having a bit of like imposter syndrome in that way, because you may not feel like you deserve to be in the same space because you only do it part time. But 100% you do. It's like the more you talk to others, the more you talk about what you do, it becomes real. You know, yeah. the more I said Mandy Money Media LLC, the, I just, I mean, I woke up and decided to do it. And I just kept saying it and saying it. And now I'm, I'm, I am it, you know, yeah, exactly. I am doing it. Um, and to talk about earnings goals before you go independent, I like mm. to talk with my um, coaching clients, my career and uh, money coaching clients about having an actual like what do the numbers actually say you know in terms of what do you need to live on for x number of months and then some people find they already have it in the bank some people find that they're further along than they thought they were but i liked what you said about you know i put a goal on 12 months of income and when i hit that goal i was like i mean you the numbers sometimes they have a way of breaking through our mental our, our anxious hang-ups are like you know because it's like but the numbers say i can so why yeah. am i telling myself i can't anymore and then having those personal connections to root for you and just push you over the edge you know just get you across that finish line and get you on um can just help as well um but yeah i guess that's my big my big advice is keep going say the words out loud i own this business i am doing this tell people about it as long as it's safe for you to tell people about it um connect with other people set financial goals for yourself to when you can actually break a break free a lot of people are worried about healthcare. what are you doing for healthcare, real quick yeah before we have well, to go oh, I'm, I'm gonna be uh so i'm still working part-time so i get to keep my health insurance for a little while then i'll roll oh, on to cobra nice. And then uh, that gives me 18 months of uh, continuing my health insurance at my own expense. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> after that, I got to roll on to the exchange, which thankfully California's uh, exchange is pretty good. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. And it's about the same price. So, you know, but now okay. it's like I have to account for this much larger line item called health insurance than I did before. Yes, but it's a, it becomes a line item. And I talk to women about that, too. I'm like, well, they're like afraid of the cost of health care. And I'm like, well, have you done the math? You know, what's the cost? You may qualify for subsidies or, you know, it may be just as expensive as you think. But 
when you add that up, it becomes another budget expense. It becomes part of your plan. You just have yeah. to, you know, that goes into your 12 month, what I need to save up before I launch, you know? Um, I'm glad I asked that because that is like so many people's hang up. I, and I, I have it easy. As I've talked about on the show, my husband ha still works nine to five. So I just piggyback off of his insurance, which is a privilege. I 100% um, understand that. But Cobra is a thing. I, one of my clients took a, a hiatus from her work where she's taking an unpaid leave of absence, but she keeps her health care while she, I'm not gonna put her in out there, but she, while she's job searching for something else. <laughs> <laughs> but there's ways to stretch, you know, stretch that health care. Yeah, well, it, it, Mr. it is Chris. one of scary things too. Yeah, I mean, there's so many scary things, but it's scarier to not do it and to always wonder, exactly. you know, what if. Yeah, what if, and if I had just, or... I think what our stories have in common is you were working on popcorn for five years. I've been doing brand ambition for seven years, working for myself for over a decade. And I'm just starting, I just started being independent, you know, seven, eight months ago. And it's, it's, it will take you time to get to a point where you're ready to go full-time independent, but it takes even longer if you don't ever start. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. You know, so thank you so much for joining me, Chris. This has been a really like, I don't know, I just feel so much better having talked to you and sharing a little bit of the realities of this, this new baby entrepreneur life that I have. <laughs> yeah, same. Thank you. I, I've, it is so nice to, to talk to someone else. And, and, and again, say those fears out loud. It, make, it, it just helps a little bit more every time I say it. I'm like, yeah, it'll be yeah. fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> so thanks for, for, I, thanks for the free just, therapy right here. Oh, you're welcome. Can you just say for the record that you will not sue me for any shoddy tax advice that I gave <laughs> you during this uh, interview? Anything that Mandy said was for entertainment purposes only and is not tax <laughs> advice. Thank you. <laughs> Check. All right, Chris, best of luck in this new year. Okay. And I will, I'll chat with you soon, but good luck with everything. I'm so excited for you on this new chapter. Oh, thank you. And, and you too. I'm, I'm, I feel so much pride every time I see uh, your face come across my, my phone screen. I'm like, look at, look at Mandy. She's doing great. I, I love seeing it. Oh, thanks bud. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.